make it fun. All right. Look, you already started it. It's, we're, we're live. So this is Side by Side Podcast. My name is Sam. I'm your host. And today I have the lovely, the talented, the gifted Sophia up in here. Thank, thank you, you for having me today, Sam. Yeah, no, thank you for being here and doing this. Um, I'm excited for, you know, our conversation. What are we going to talk about? Um, man, we've we've uh, we've been serving together now for what, like a couple years? Yeah. And it's been a couple years, yeah. Two, three years, something like that. And you recently took off. You took off and now you're like, you know, a grown lady, basically. Like you're independent. You know, you're you've taken off. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what what that was like, you know, the transition of you like, you know, maybe always being with your family. I feel like you're very close knit with your family and now like all of a sudden like you've been like separated from them. Yeah, definitely the change in scenery was was very hard on me um one of the struggles that I faced when I was over there was like that sense of feeling like lonely mm. because like over here you know my friends were like close to me I was with my family and like just like it kind of felt like I was leaving like like leaving even though I wasn't leaving for a long time it still felt like I was leaving my like a part of me behind and I just remember like when the first like I feel like it lasted like the entire semester for me that wow. I've had that feeling like I was alone, like I didn't have anybody. Right. Like it's just like you walk into a room and it's like not even your house, like you don't see no familiar faces. And it's kind of like, wow, like I'm just here by myself. And there was a time where I did get a little bit like, you know, a little bit sad. Like I was like, wow, I'm not with my family, I'm not with my friends. I feel like the biggest toll on me was like not being able to go to church as much as I was here. Because wow. over there, like, there wasn't a lot of churches that were in, like, similar, like, denomination like us. Like, it was mm. more, like, Catholic-based. Wow. So it was very hard for me to find a place to go and, like, congregate with worshipers and people with the same beliefs as me. But I was able to, like, overcome this feeling of loneliness by just, like, spending time with God on my own time. Like, I felt super convicted my first few months because I was pushing away God. Wow. I was like, you know, using my loneliness as an excuse to not get closer to God. I was like, you know, I'm here by myself. Like, God put me here for for some reason. And I wasn't happy with God. I was like, why did you bring me here where I know nobody? It's something different, right. completely different lifestyle. I'm like, why am I here? Oh, I, I love that you're like willing to talk about that because that's so important. I think um, a lot of people will try to pretend like, you know, they're fine and like everything's okay, but they're really doing everyone a disservice by doing that, by not being open about it, by not like, you know, talking about it because then they don't feel like they can relate with you. Like, dang, like she's perfect. You know, like she doesn't waver. Like she never has like any moments of like, you know, feeling lonely or like sad or depressed or whatever, which is like interesting because like, I feel like your family's real close to you, your friends. And I'm sure they texted you daily, called you daily, but yet say, <laughs> like, mm. <laughs> but but yeah it meant like and yet but like i feel like even if people do that like it's still like it's something like you left your whole life behind yeah you know everyone that you know everybody you felt comfortable with you know and it's just like all of a sudden like you get this feeling of i'm by myself yeah you know it was definitely like a daily thing that i was in my room most of the time and i'd be like wow i'm just here on my own and it kind of sucked because I knew like my family was busy and when they would try to contact me, I was busy. And so like, it kind of felt like I was like furthering myself from my family too. Wow. And it was like such a horrible feeling because I, I've always been close to my family. Yeah. And I remember just like when, one night I wasn't just, it was just me by myself in my dorm. And I just kind of like started breaking down, you know, I was like, basically like asking God, like, why, like, why did you bring me here? Like I literally had thoughts of transferring back home. Because I could not handle, like, the stress or, like, the sadness of not being here. But then I started realizing that God wouldn't have brought me to this place if it wasn't in his plans. And that's the thing about when you, like, feel lonely, you kind of start to push away God's plans for you. Mm. Like, I started thinking, like, you know, this is not for me. Like, this is not what God wants for me. But if it wasn't what God wanted for me, I wouldn't be there in the first place. Right. He opened that door. And it was, yeah. like, one of those things where... Like, things had to just fall into place, right? It wasn't, yeah. like, one of those things where you were, like, you know, just, like, oh, I, I want to do this and I'm going to do it my way, whatever. It was almost, like, you know, the doors were just open. It, yeah. Literally, like, God made a way for you. And so you know it's in his purpose, but whenever you're in it, whenever, like, 
you know, you're, you know, dealing with circumstances or situations, then you begin to doubt it. You begin to like, you know, tell yourself like, maybe this isn't what God wanted for me, you know, or whatever. Um, But I think it all like, it's all kind of like together, works together because um, I think it's something where we have to sometimes like learn to grow up, you know, and like almost um, understand that like family's there, you know, family's there and God is there. And we should absolutely like, you know, go to them and stuff. But then we also have to have like an individual relationship with God. Yeah, you know, definitely. That can s- sustain us through like situations like, like these. Because family, again, as much as they always want to be there for you, like you said earlier, maybe schedules don't line up. Yeah, you know, they really don't. Wh- whatever it is, you know, you, you never know like um, what it is. But like it, whenever you're that far apart, you know, it's it's difficult, it you is. know. You know, I, my first week there, when I first moved in, I was praying to God that, like, he would, like, guide me to find a place where I could, like, be with believers, with people who believe the same thing as I did. Mm. And it was crazy because it was, it happened through volleyball that I met this group called Chi Alpha. And Chi Alpha is basically, like, a non-denomination Christian group. And we have Bible studies every Thursday and services on Sundays at 10 and 12. So it's kind of like they had kind of had similar like styles as to here, but I was able to see how like they weren't very emphasized on like worship mm-hmm. as much as we were kind of here. Like we're very like I believe like we're kind of worship heavy, but over there it's kind of like pushed aside. So what, what do they focus on mostly? Like they the fo- word or like more more like wordly and more like contextual and like mm-hmm. they're more like gr- kind of like pull like the meanings from Greek, mm-hmm. which is kind of interesting because I've never really like had a comparison like the greek meaning of something right and you know god kind of gave me that confirmation that i was in the right group because diana swindle was also part of that group oh and so, so she goes over there too no no she's oh. not an a&m she was okay but she was at sfa but she was mm. also part of chi alpha so it's kind of like god's way of telling me like you're in the right place mm. because i was praying like god like if this is not what you have for me if this is not the right place where i should be then please like tell me or show me and it's and God bless De- Deanna because she came like into my life at the right time. Wow! Like in that it's time amazing. where I was feeling like lonely, like the worst, like I could ever feel, like I was able to connect with her with that same kind of feeling. Wow. And it's crazy how God works. Like even if you're not like, like here, or you could be somewhere like different that's not your norm, but right. God will be there for you through mm. other people. Did she tell you she like? maybe had the same thing happen, maybe like separation anxiety when she left her family. Um, she did tell me that she was like the same, like feeling of loneliness. Mm. Like it wasn't just me. And I had felt like it was just me feeling like, oh, this, like, I thought it was something bad that I was feeling, you know, because right. in my, like, it's always been like spiritualized. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, like, it's kind of sucks when things are spiritualized because it makes you feel even worse about right. yourself. And so I would always think like, well, what am I doing wrong, God? Right. Where like, am I doing wrong? Like you could have done something better, you know, or yeah. like it, it's on you. But but the reality is like we're human and there are certain things like we're social creatures and we need fellowship. And that's why for me, like I try to emphasize it so much. I try to emphasize, you know, uh, opportunities for connection for us to like socialize and have opportunities to, to help each other because I've recognized that you know, we can't do this on our own, that we need to be around like-minded people. Yeah. Because one of the things I'm sure, like, and I don't know how, like, much you want to talk about it, but, like, one of the things I'm sure is is a challenge. Like, one of them you said was loneliness. But another one is, like, temptation, I'm sure, is, like, on a different level because no one can see you, right? Yeah, that's true. Like, and now it's, like, you don't have anybody that can, like, rat you out or anything. And, and like, again, we're human. You know, we have our passions. We have our desires. Certain things where it's just, like, well... You know, I've it's always kind, been. Yeah. Like you kind of feel tempted to like try these things that you wouldn't be able to hear because so many eyes around you. But honestly, like I I did have like temptations. Like there's like I lived right by the city, like by the street where it was called the party street. Mm-hmm. And it's known as Northgate. And every and Thursday nights were college nights. And every Thursday night you would just hear the music playing. Mm-hmm. And I would just be in my dorm like, <laughs> like, what's going on? Yeah. And I'm not going to lie, like, people have invited me to go over there, but I've never, like, been over there. And all glory to God, because I feel like he has given me that self-control to right. be like, no. And I don't, like, 
I don't think I missed out on anything. I don't regret saying no because I know that if I was in that place, like it would just strain me further away from God than what I was already feeling. Right. And another thing is like I was like in a place where like everybody around me like was very like free minded and like different ideals. And it's harder because when you try to speak about the word, about Jesus and who he is, it's like they feel like you're attacking them. Mm. And it's like I got into the dilemma like, well, what am I supposed to say? Like, what right. am I going to say without them feeling offended? Right. It was definitely like a big struggle, like speaking openly about God's word. So they're, they're not um, this isn't like a Christian school, Mm-mm. but I would say even like Christian schools, like I don't want to like name names, <laughs> but even like Christian schools. That don't matter. Like people mm-hmm. are still people. Yeah. And like you'd be surprised. Like other Christians, like um, that you thought you could trust, are the ones that are like, "Hey, man, like let's go, like yeah. let, let's go try out like this place." And it's like, wait, what? Like, you know, like I, I don't need more temptation. Like, you know, I need someone to help me stay grounded and and be like, no, like we we can't do that. We got to be faithful to God. Yes. You know. But yet, like again, sometimes it surprises you where it comes from. You know, the the temptation, the the people that are like trying to lure you into you know, different things. I always say you want to be careful not to open doors. You're not sure you can close. Yeah. You know, and I, I will say, unfortunately for me, I've done that. I've opened doors that I thought I could close, you know, and, um, you know, after many years of like wrestling, like with, with those, um, desires, those like passions that maybe like were, um, opened up because I, I thought like, I was like, well, I was curious. I wanted to see like, okay, well, what's this about? Why are people always talking about it? Like, you know, and, and once I like, you know, got into it, then I was like, I thought I could control it, but like, it's not something that again, that you can control. And so to me, I've learned and I try to advise people like, you know, you think that you have control. You think that, you know, you'll be able to close that door whenever you want, you know, whatever, but that's the lie of the enemy. Yeah. And before you know it, like you're you're addicted. You found you you find yourself like without a way to like get out of that situation. And so I'm glad. I think that like you said, God like saved you. Like literally, yeah. it's protection. He's covered you in a sense that like you haven't like falling into that. Yeah, and it's crazy because like my dorm, I live on a second floor, and everybody in the second floor says like they're Christian, right? Mm. But they'd be bringing bottles <laughs> and all this stuff into the dorm. Like, hold up. Like, how are you going to be telling me that you're a Christian, but you're going to be doing all this stuff that does not align with God's will? And it's like, it's crazy because, like, I'm pretty sure they probably feel like no one's going to see me. Mm-hmm. No one's going to snitch on me kind of thing. And it kind of, it's heartbreaking because as a believer, like, you're supposed to be that light in the darkness. Yep. And I feel like my my problem was, like, speaking against it yeah i was i don't know why i was just kind of shy about it i was shy like it sucks you know like i was building in faith and stuff but it's like when you're in a situation like you never know how you're going to react until you're in that situation mm. and it's like it kind of right. made me realize like wow like maybe i do need to press in more into god and study his word more and actually have a relationship with him because when i went to a and m i felt like oh everything was good and everything was kind of perfect for me right it was all laid out right but then it got to like into the semester and I was like, I'm not really like what I thought I was with God. Mm. And and it sucks because like I was away from here and like didn't have like any leaders like over there that'd be telling me like, okay, look, this and this. Yeah. And thank God that I had my Chi Alpha leader who she would always like tell me, you know, she would give our lessons about prayer and that you shouldn't only pray when you need something mm. and you shouldn't only pray because like, you want something you should pray whenever something good happens to you because god has allowed that to happen to you mm-hmm. and right. it kind of made me realize that with tests because i would always pray like god please let me have a good grade on this test but throughout the week i would i wouldn't i would forget about god and like it's sad right because you know over here like i had i feel like i had more time to spend time with god but in reality like if you can make time for like your school and your work you can make time for god and it's, it's like i was reading i started reading hosea's and and in chapter six, it talked about how they didn't have a relationship with God because they lacked knowledge of God. Mm. And like, how are you going to receive that knowledge if you don't actually spend time with him? Mm. If you don't go seeking him, right? Yeah. And I think that's so true. And, you know, what I think is crazy is I think sometimes we don't recognize, you know, or give our parents, our family, um, our leaders enough credit, you know. And the, the reality is, you know, you said you were in such a good place here, you know, when you were at home 
with God and you felt like pretty comfortable, but it's because they're there. Your leaders are pushing you. Yeah. Like, your mom's there, like, you know, telling you like, go to church you yes. know, and you should be pressing in, you know, this and that. And like, you might be like, okay, yeah, yeah mom or whatever. But then you occasionally you, you'll do it or you'll, you'll do it, you know, or whatever. Um, but then over there, you don't have nobody. That's true. nobody like on you being like, Hey, like you should like, I did see God. that difference. Cause over here, like my mom would always be like, all right, let's go to church. Like mm-hmm. every Friday, every Wednesday, every Sunday morning and afternoon. But over there, it's like Sunday morning. Should I go to church or should I study? Mm-hmm. That was kind of my dilemma. Yeah. And I kind of like, I felt convicted over my prioritization. Like, I feel like I was prioritizing school over God. And when I did that, I did see like everything kind of just go downhill. Mm-hmm. And, like, it's crazy because you don't really think that when you put everything else above God, like, everything will not go according to his will. Mm. Like, you would think, oh, maybe if I just do this once. Kind of like when you said when you open that door. Yeah. For me, it was school. It was my education. Kind of like, I don't want to, like, me, I didn't want to be a failure, you know. Right. First generation. And it's like, I felt like I had a lot on my, on my back. Like, right. so many things to carry. And I started putting God underneath my school, underneath my family. And when you don't put God first, like, Everything's not going to go as you plan because at the end of the day, it's what God has planned for you. Right. He's the one that sustains you. He's the one that is giving you the gift, the talent. But w- it's so easy for us to fall into that trap. You know, and you, for you, you said it was like um, your education, right? For some of us, you know, it may be like a relationship. For some of us, it may be our career, you know, like it, whatever it is, money. Like so many of us tend to do that. And you're right. I think before we know it, like, you know, our, our life is a mess because none of those things, you know, can ever um, you know, satisfy us can never like sustain us or fill the void that we have inside of us. Only God can do that. Yeah. Um, and so it, it's incredible to me because at such a young age, like this is your first year in college, you already like, I feel like you've grown up like already, like just listening to you, just talk, talk about all these things. Like you've already experienced, you know, um, and it's first year and you're already like, you know, going through this and, um, you've been fortunate, you know, or maybe because of God, right. That he's like kept you. You know, because yeah. again, like, I, I don't want to like uh, undermine this. You know, I, I feel like this is so important. Like when you're by yourself, you're easy prey, you know, and, you know, you, you it's so easy to be like, but God, you brought me here. You know, yeah. you're the one that brought me here. And now look at me, you know, like yeah. I didn't want this. You wanted this, you know, and but it's like um, that's the enemy, you know, mm-hmm. and I think for us, it's important like that we recognize who whose voice that is, yeah. you know, like, is it God's voice or is it the enemy's voice? But how do you know the difference? How do you know the difference between, you know, God's voice or the enemy? I think the way that you know that is, you know, by reading his word. Yeah, you know, definitely. like when you read his word, you recognize like his like his way of speaking, you know, and God, God never puts you down. You know, he may like uh, convict you like you talked yeah. about, but he never puts you down. No. He always offers grace. Yes. He always offers a solution, you know, and a way out. Yeah. He definitely does. I've seen it in my, when I would be alone in my room, like obviously there was like times where like, like it sucks saying this, but like, I just felt like I wasn't deserving of life. And it's like when you're lonely, like you're right, you're easy prey. Yeah. You know, and then he's like, well, she's like uncomfortable here. And when you're uncomfortable, it's easier for you to be swayed left and right. Mm-hmm. Like you're, you're not, when, but when you have your foundation in Jesus, Yep. It's when you're able to, like you said, recognize God's voice and the enemy's voice. Because obviously the enemy just wants to kill and destroy. Yep. Yep. But it's, it's you know, God's grace and love for all of us. Like, I just never felt like God's compassion and love for me while I was over there, while I was here. I feel like it was so much greater mm. while I was over there. Because even though I felt lonely, I still felt like he was there for me. Like wow. he was wrapping me around in his arms. Like, it's, like, such an undescribable feeling, but I knew that even though I felt like he wasn't there, he was always there. That's powerful, and I think the reason it's powerful is because, you know, sometimes we say, like, God, I want to feel your love. I want to feel your protection. You know, we ask God for some of these things, but we don't recognize that how he brings those things. Like, in order for you to feel like, you know, he's your savior, he has to save you. You know, you have to, like, you know. And it's, this isn't like an endorsement for you to like go and like do bad things or whatever. But it is to say like trouble time, troubled times will come. Yeah. And then that's when God comes in and he teaches you things, you know, and he helps you through those things. And I love that. Like you're being so open about it and you're talking about it because, again, 
I don't know how much you realize, but I know a lot of like people like look up to you and me, me being one of them, um, because of your dedication, because of, you know, how you like really give yourself, um, you know, to the Lord. And, you know, I mentioned it to start the show, you know, like you're very talented, you know, you sing, you've preached before, you know, and like whatever way that you're able, like, um, that God allows you to, like you offer yourself, you know, in service. And I mean, I don't know. I don't know if that maybe comes from like your mom and like how she raised you. Um, I don't know if like. Yeah, my mom, she has like played a big important role in my life. Like she's always one of those people that is willing to do like it also has to do with like your willingness to do stuff for the Lord. Because mm-hmm. if you're not willing to do something like God's not going to like force you to do something. And my mom was always like a person of service. Like mm-hmm. I learned that through her. Like whenever someone needed something, she was always there. Or like you don't have to ask her, but she will always be willing to do something for other people. And like just seeing that, it's like kind of like seeing God's love through her, because God calls us to help even our enemies. And I could see that through my mom. Like mm-hmm. even with people who you know did her wrong, she will still be there. And it's kind of like, like for me, it's kind of hard. Like how am I gonna be there for someone who did something to me? Right you're not the only one that's hard for me too you know if someone's like mean to me if someone's like you know like throwing shade and stuff like that you know i'm not gonna like you know start like start trying to like yeah. fight them or whatever but i might keep them at a distance yeah. you know that's just my way of doing it like um but the bible doesn't teach us that mm-hmm. the bible teaches otherwise no. he teaches us like to like love them and to like be there for them you know and it's it's crazy but he t- jesus talked about it he said like how are you any different from the people from the world they do that they associate with people that are nice to them like we don't just associate with people that are nice to us but also, also people also, yeah who do us bad who do us bad yeah exactly and so that's how you know you're a son of god you know whenever you're able to like um take his word and like apply it, apply it you yeah. know and that's again i don't know like, if your mom's like the strongest like person you know um uh, you know but it, it sounds like um you know she's been a big influence in your life and not just yours like your brothers and your yeah, sisters she definitely has i think like you know going through like separation of my parents at a young age like even before that like we always like looked up to my mom because of how how hard she worked mm-hmm. to like push us three forward and it and it's sad you know when someone who doesn't know the lord like leaves and like you like you long for them to like especially if they're your family members like you long for them to reach jesus you long for them to know them but there's only so much that you can do Mm -hmm. because you do your part but god does the rest and it's like all about waiting and it's like comes with like god's timing like our time is not the same as god's time and it's something that i had been i have i still pray for like to this day and it's been 12 years and like for people would be like, why are you still praying? Like it seems impossible. Mm. But I know that the God that we serve Come is on. the God of the impossible. Like I know that one day I'm gonna see my dad here one mm. day, you know, at the feet of Jesus. And and that's where like our faith is tried. Like my faith was tried at such a young age. And I feel like everybody has different like stories that they go through, different storms. And every storm is like for a purpose. Every storm prepares you for the, your future. And it's it's crazy because my mom, she has kind of in a way been that role model for us, mm-hmm. that person that we just, the leader of our family, who we just see and like, okay, this is what we should do and this is what we shouldn't do. Like, there's never been a time where I've seen my mom, maybe because she hides it, not just kidding, <laughs> <laughs> where I've seen her do something like wrong. Right. But obviously, like, we're all human and we make mistakes, right. you know. But my mom has really, like, showed us how to truly, like, have compassion for others and love others despite what they do to us. Yeah, I think, um, you know, you mentioned it earlier, like, you, like, you were tried early on in your life and and whatnot. And I think maybe that's what it is. Because, like, I've always felt like you're very, like, bold, very, like, courageous. You're not afraid. You, You go up and, like, again, whether it's to sing or whether it's to minister, right? Because, you know, singing isn't just you know, or ministering isn't just singing, mm-hmm. right? It's, you know, it's pouring out your heart. It's, it's sharing like the word of God, you know, like w- whatever it is. Right. And I've seen you do that. And I'm like, man, like I wish, especially at that age, you know, cause uh, maybe I do it now a little more, but you know, I'm 32, you know, <laughs> but you're doing it at what, 18, 19, 19. How old are you 19. And so it's like, that's incredible, you know, like for you to, and I'm like, is it the mom, is it the, the fact that her mom is like so strong and, and she like pushes her, encourages her? Is it, you know, something that maybe she went through like early on in her life? Like, where did she get this like boldness? What do you, where do you think you get this like boldness, this, this like 
fierce attitude they're just not afraid like what do you think you get it i think i get it more from like what i went through and also like my mom also had played a big influence in that but most important of all like i feel like god has given me that because mm. i feel like if i didn't have god like i wouldn't have the courage to do what i do now like my the verse like two verses that i live by mm. are like philippians 4 13 i can do all things through christ to give me strength and then um for i know the plans i have for you mm, like those yeah jeremiah those two verses are like what i kind of like live by and what i strive for because when i see something goes wrong in my life i'm like okay everything that god has plans for me works for it is good mm. so like Amen. i know that if something goes wrong it's not because like it's going to be wrong for the rest of my life it's just a little like like a little like rock in my my block right, right. it's it's just a season or you know just like a something that, that is in the way now but a lot of times like we see them like like you said maybe almost like a stumbling block but maybe it's a stepping stone yeah. you know it's something that where we can like elevate to like a different level um and I, again maybe that's what it is because again even just this decision to like go out and um you know, leave your family and go study. I think that's like, again, a lot of people might have not done it. And if they do do it, they do it for different reasons. They're doing it because they're like actually trying to run away. You like, know, from their I'm parents. not going to lie. I didn't decide to go to A&M to the last day it was to choose. Like the last day to say yes or no. Because mm. I had been like, I didn't want to make a choice based on like, this is, like just like a pamphlet they gave me like, oh, like this looks really good. Like this looks really good, you know. But I didn't want to make a decision without, like, consulting God first. Mm. And I feel like when you consult God about your plans, about what you want to do, like, if it's in his will, like, it will happen. Mm. And, like, A&M, like, wasn't even my top school. Wow. It was not. It was TCU. Oh, okay. That's, that was my top school. Okay. But God said otherwise. And, you know, I was a little bit upset. I was like, well, like, I'm going to be three hours away from my mm. family that's not easy if my whole life I've been with my right. family and I kind of realized that I was getting a little bit too comfortable here because everything was just at my reach at my grasp right. but over there it's like I have to go looking for it no one's like you said no one's telling me go here now mm -hmm. like go do this like you shouldn't be doing this or like you need to be doing this so like I feel like in a way like just moving over there has kind of helped me understand my relationship with God more because when you're in a setting of uncomfortableness, it's when God breaks through you more. Mm. And mm. like, it's crazy because I've never seen like God's love and grace over me while I was over there. It's just wow, like something <laughs> out of this world. Not going to lie. Wow. No, that's incredible. And, and I believe you, you know, but I, I want to say like, again, it, it's those moments, right? It, because again, when you're comfortable, like then it's like, why do you even need God? Right. Mm -hmm. And so that's not to say like, you know, ask God to like bring like a hardship, you know, yeah. bring like hard situations to your life so that you could feel his love. So you, you could feel his, um, you know, protection is covering over you. That, that's not to say those things, mm -hmm. but you know, it truly is when, whenever those like situations come, cause they're going to come, you know, like that's part of life. Then, then that's when you really do feel, you know, God's love and, and protection, his grace and how he covers you, how he's there for you. Um, and really, like, how much you need him, you know, because sometimes we can feel like, oh, we got, like, I got this, yeah. you know, like, I don't, I can do this. I figured out life now. Like, I understand how it works. It's like, no, not like, really. Now you don't know. Um, but, you know, earlier you mentioned, like, and I want to kind of, like, jump into this a little bit. Like, I feel like we got a little time. Um, I want to jump into, like, you, you mentioned, like, um, uh, someone you're in a relationship with. I don't know. Did you mention it? Or did I just like think of it? I think you just thought of it. I don't <laughs> oh, know if bad. I mentioned it. <laughs> Maybe. Okay. Well, you're in a relationship with someone like, and I kind of want to talk relationships a little bit. And, you know, how, how's that been like since y'all like have this distance now? I feel like God in a way kind of prepared me for long distance because even while I was here, it kind of felt long distance because we didn't live like 10, 15 minutes from each other. We lived an hour away from each other. And it's kind of like, it's crazy because before, like I would have imagined I would have moved like three more hours away. Right. But like here, like starting here, like God has pre had prepared us for right. what was to come. And honestly, like it has, like it does suck, like not being able to like see them like every other Sunday when you come to church or like just to go out on a Saturday, like it, it does suck. But 
something like a key role was communication mm-hmm. like just telling each other like hey like today i'm not gonna be able to like you know be with you like text you as much because i have to do this it's just about communicating with the other person and letting them know like oh hey like what's up then all that's it yeah i think sometimes it even like certain things that come into your life they can either break you or make you mm-hmm. you know and i think even distance you know can make your relationship stronger mm-hmm. if you allow it to rather than like break you right I, you can let it break you and you're like ah well i don't see him anymore like whatever like yeah he's probably doing his thing or she's probably doing her thing um but if you decide no like i i can still find a way to like connect with them i can still find a way to like you know um you know get to know them better on a different level yeah. you know because you can get to know them like you know in person but then you can also get to know them like um you can maybe like over the phone whether it's facetime like whatever it is you know and just you know communicate and, and connect like you talked about it like it's communication really like what it kind of comes down to yeah um i my my way of like not feeling like as like hard when it came to like long distance relationship was obviously facetiming um like it's true like when you like it's different when you're talking to a person like face to face but when right. you're like like selling like cell to cell it's way different but you do get to like learn more about the other person even like while you were face to face and like you're right it can either make your relationship stronger or break your relationship and one thing is like that also has made it like successful is like putting god in the center mm, if god is in the center then it's not going to work out yeah like it, it's it's just the hard truth like when you prioritize like y- like your significant other over god it's kind of like maybe it's becoming an idol mm. and it, and it's like it's kind of like careful like to say oh idol like harsh but it's true like when you make more time for the other person over god then like is that relationship really benefiting you like is it really yeah. making you closer to god or is it just making you closer to that person yeah and you know that's so good um and i feel like i think a lot of couples like go through that like they they really wrestle with it because you know we're human you know and and we want to be with that person you know and we want to get to know them more or whatever and stuff but you know um then this is like but how do i find time to like um you know put god in the center of it yeah, because p- people will say that, right? People will give you that advice and like, you know, make sure God's in the center. Mm-hmm. Okay, but like how? <laughs> like, yeah. you know, like, so do, do we talk about him? Do we pray together? You know, are we one of those couples? You know, are we one of those you Christian know, couples? I, I've always wanted, we would pray like before we go to sleep. Oh, okay. Yeah, That's it cute. was one, one thing that well, I kind of said, like, I want like to be more closer to God, but together. Mm. And I've also, we've also like read like, the, we started reading um okay. bible study or something yeah oh, okay um i forgot what book it was but i think it was um job we started reading job Jeez, okay. and you know especially because like he was tried like for so many things like mm. he went through so many things like and we complain over the things that we go through now mm. and you kind of it's kind of like a punch and it was kind of a punch in the stomach for me because i was here complaining like oh i'm here at a good school you know <laughs> yeah like even though it's far away from my family but you don't really understand pain like job right went through like his right. pain was way worse than what i was feeling it's perspective right yeah. for sure like you got fresh water running water you know you got a restroom you got like um all these accommodations ac you have your family um you have all these things you know and yet like you said oh like you start whining because oh there's distance now i have this like challenge or whatever um but i think that's that's so good like i I think a lot of us probably like look for like ways how do we put god in the center because again i feel like a lot of people say that they say make sure you put god in the center of your relationship okay but like how like how do you do that and and you gave i think like really good ones like whether it's bible study you know Mm um i think praying together for sure um they sound like they might could be like cheesy or corny but like you know whatever like you can to like give your relationship to god where where it could like offer you know um like it could be a blessing to other people you know and you know people can like use that as an example you know um for sure because i think um a lot of people want help on how to like navigate and this is why i want like i'm building this space for this so that we could talk about like how how to manage you know how to like uh our relationships you know how to like and not just like um with a boyfriend or a girlfriend, but 
also with like you know family and stuff friends because you know they all like you know require attention you know and like how do you like um you know manage that how do you like give like people more or less or how do you give god like more attention you know so when it comes to like friendships and like communicating like with family like i'm a horrible texter like Mm. ever since i moved like away like i would like see the message but in my mind i would i would reply and it's kind (laughs) of like (laughs) when you're when you're like because oh i was taking six classes so i was like always six classes yeah i was always like busy and like when you have friends that understand like oh like i know she has things to do and like you know we're we're busy but like when you have friends that understand that you're busy and they're busy and it's okay if you don't talk for like a period of time but that friendship is still there Mm -hmm. just because you don't talk to somebody for a long time doesn't mean that you're not friends anymore and I feel like that's something that I had to learn because I'm a person who likes to like sometimes like when I was here I would always be like texting my friends or texting my family but when I moved it was more like okay like not not so much more texting because I have this now right and it just more like more of a work like heavy workload but even like just like a good night text is what i would do like good night like sorry for not responding listen or good morning i hope you have a good day but that would kind of just be it and you would think like well like how would they have felt like you know like if you're just like it feels kind of dry like you're texting kind of dry but then again like they understand like you're in a place where you're busy and your schedules are not always gonna align are you also a um so you said you're not really like a texter, at least not over there. But what about like phone calls? Like phone calls, I've actually never like talked on the phone, Same. except for my mom. Oh, okay. Like me and my mom, we kind of have a rule like we have to text each other in the morning and before we go to sleep, and then if we have time before we go to sleep, we'll FaceTime. Oh, that's cute. But like, it's kind of like just so like we keep each other in touch and in the know of what's going on. But I feel like just like having that like a small plan like that, it's definitely very helpful with keeping in touch with people around you yeah and again um but it's just like again how do you like manage you know and i think for me like when when i start trying to you know make more time for god i think what what i have to do is similar to what like you said which is like make it like something i do in the morning and something i do it like at night because it's so hard like with the the day-to-day to like find time to you know pray or to even like open up your bible and it's so crazy because they've made it so easy now to where like literally you can pull out your app and they already have the verse of the day but yeah it's just like "Eh, i'm open yeah it's just not the same like looking like it's because it it just feels like another another notification on your phone Mm -hmm. kind of for in my perspective for me i have it on my phone i would see i'm like okay like kind of like okay another (laughs) notification but I think what, like, drew me to, like, making time for God was I just felt convicted. Like, in general, I felt like God was telling, like, hey, like, you've forgotten about me. Like, you need to do something about it. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, in that moment, like, it feels like 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 an emergency, kind of urgent. And that's what I feel like, oh, my God, this is, like, urgent. I really need to step it up. And it's, like, it's easy to say, like, you could just, like, stop what you're doing and just open your Bible but honestly, it takes a lot more courage to do that because I would just stare at my Bible. Like, I would just be like, <laughs> what I, am I supposed to do? Yeah, no, I agree. And I think it's, you know, I'm almost going to return it back to what we said, like we were talking about earlier. Like you talked about now that you're at this like school, you have like all these different ideologies, like different people like have different ideas, different thoughts. Some of them, again, Christian, but like I can almost guarantee you that a lot of them, like even though they're like, I don't want to say Christian, but even though they're Christian, they think it's fine. Like they justify like drinking or justify like doing drugs or whatever. Like, ah, like that's not a big deal. Like God's fine with it, you know, or whatever. So again, different ways of thinking, like different ideologies, you know? And so, yeah, for sure. And so it's like, you know, how, like, how do you like, um, you know, avoid falling into that trap that like, you know, that they're like, that they're not right. That they're like, okay, like, he says he's a Christian. He looks like he, he has a good relationship with God. It's just that he, like, drinks. He's, like, but, like, everything else is fine. He, like, he goes to church all the time, and he's, like, lovely to people, you know, and I see him testifying maybe even better than me. Maybe he knows more scripture <laughs> than me. You know, it's like, dang, like, um, I mean, who knows? I don't I don't know. But I'm just saying, like, um, it, it's crazy because you're opened up to a whole new world. Yeah. You know, like, you don't realize how, like, people think so much more differently than you and they think that they're right you know 
And like, I mean, you talked about it earlier. Like you, you feel like, how do I defend my faith? You yeah. know, how do I talk about it without offending them or like, you know, or whatever. Like it's, I don't know. Like, I don't know how, how you do it. Honestly, like sometimes I would just completely avoid, like, I'm not <laughs> even kidding. Like, cause I don't want to say the wrong thing. I don't, like you said, like, I don't want to be offensive because I had this experience with my roommate and my roommate like she's she comes from a from a assembly of god like mm. church and she was she told me like about her experience and how like she's more of a, like a scientific person mm. and it's like oof like i'm not very like scientific i'm more like the bible like, <laughs> yeah. you know i was like right. it's kind of like it's like I felt kind of stuck. I was like, you know, I was like, what am I supposed to say? Like, I don't know the right things to say. And it's so hard to answer that question because I feel like there is no like certain answer to that question. Yeah. So here's what I always say. And I'm glad like you bring it up. Did we talk about this already? I feel like we might have talked about it a little bit. Yeah. Okay. So here, like, this is what I always tell people, man. Like when people come up to me and talk to me about science and whatever, and like, hey, like there's facts and like science is factual and this and that or whatever. Hey, that's still a theory, you know, like, like both require faith science requires faith and um god requires faith because you don't know mm -hmm. you know we nobody was here four billion years ago or whatever like to me like i've heard this guy talk about it and, and i love it when when he brings this up because like i can again defend my faith when people say millions of years or a billion years you know what that allows that gives way or opportunity for imagination now you can imagine yeah. Ooh, a million years ago like Okay, because like in a million years, like how much can the world change in a million years? Yeah. Of course, you can say like, oh, yeah, like, you know, this dog became like, um, I don't know, like a giraffe or whatever. <laughs> like to us, it sounds ridiculous, right? Yeah. Um, but like they say things like that. They'll say like, you know, we were a single cell organism and then now we're this, yeah. you know, so complex and whatever. But it's like that doesn't make sense. Like how am I the same thing as, you know, a dog? How am I the same thing as a whale? Like it's not the same. Yeah, we're very different. You know, even monkeys, they, they, they want to say like, oh, like we're very like, close. Yeah, like 99% like matches like their DNA and all this stuff. Yes. And it's like, no, like you could clearly tell like they have a tail. We don't <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> like we're very different from monkeys. Like, hello. Like, but <clears throat> but yet they'll try to like argue these things, you know, oh, they're not fully developed yet. They're still evolving. And it's like, no, bro. Um, but it's just like, again, they both require faith. Mm -hmm. In my opinion, it actually takes more faith to believe in science. Yeah. Sure, they can. Sure, they can like show you things, you know, with um, the science. Like, oh, look, it's because, you know, we can tell how old this rock is because um, of the nitrogen that's in it or whatever the the molecules. Yeah. It's like no, dude. Like er everyone's just guessing. Okay. Like people don't know because you weren't there. How do you measure time? Like how do you scale it? Mm -hmm. Like how do you like observe time? Like you can't. You know, at least not that much time. I'm over here going on a rant. I get passionate <laughs> about this because like, um, you know, people want to attack our faith, yeah. like using science or whatever. And like, oh, it makes a lot more sense or whatever. But it doesn't like it makes sense if they're prepared and you're not prepared. Or, yeah. And I don't want to like say like you're not prepared. I'm just saying like, you know, you, you have to like um, and it's it's hard because, again, like people have like different things. Obviously, they're studying whatever. But like if you really think about a lot of these stuff, like they don't make sense. You know, and we give them a lot of passes. Like we're like, oh, yeah, okay. yeah like that makes <laughs> sense, uh huh? But like, nah, no, it doesn't. You know, and I think what we're afraid of mostly is like we're afraid to look dumb. But it's like, bro, listen, um, don't don't like focus on the things that you don't know. Focus on the things you do know. Look, this is why I know God exists, and you share your testimony. Yeah, that's what I was able to do with my roommate, and it's crazy because like I didn't think that like my testimony had that that power to like make her like we were both crying we were both like i'm, I'm telling you on a messy like so you did have the right words see and you're like but i don't know like, what to say god like puts those words mm. in in you like if it was me like just me i wouldn't i wouldn't have the courage to say right. it like i've never like that was the first time that i've openly like shared wow. my testimony with somebody that i didn't know and it's like something new but now i'm like well, thank you, God, for allowing me to finally share this with someone who maybe needed to hear it. Wow. And like all of this like ideology stuff, like at the end of the day, you're right. It comes to faith. Like if you believe in this stuff, it's because you have faith in this stuff. Mm. 
Exactly. And see, like, the thing is, like, again, she, or I'm going to say someone else, because who knows, maybe she's, like, she's come around and now she believes more in faith. I don't know. Maybe she's still with science. But science right now is telling us that men are women and women are men. And, like, I don't want to offend anybody. But, like, men and, and women are very different. And see how, like, people can, like, make a case for anything. Yeah. And be like, I've actually never heard that, honestly. You've never heard that? No, I've never heard okay, that. Okay. Well, it's, it's political, okay? But it's, like, <laughs> transgenders. Like, they're, they're, oh, okay. okay, yeah. Transgenders. Like, they're saying, like, if you identify as a man um, and you're, like, have women parts, you're a man. And it's, like, no. And they're, like, gender's fluid. It's, like, no, it's not. You know, look, I'm only getting all worked up uh, <laughs> about certain a lot of these topics. But, like, this is what science tries to tell us. You know, mm-hmm. like, see how, like, they can tell us lies and, like, we can, like, almost, like, believe it. You know, people begin to, like, believe these things. What's even more crazy is they're teaching it in our schools already. They're starting to, like, you know, incorporate it into, like, the books and tell our kids that, again, like, hey, like, if you feel like, you know, you're a different gender, just talk about it. And it's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like, maybe you are. And then maybe, that like, they start trying to help them transition and stuff like that. It's like, bro, like, no, like, and so it's wild. But, yeah, like, again, we fall into that trap of thinking because people have, like, evidence, you know, because people can, like, make a case for their arguments that they're right when they're really not, you know, like, um, the reality is we know what the truth is. You know, the Bible mm-hmm. talks about that, that Jesus is the, uh, the way, the truth, and the life, and that no one comes to the Father but through him, right? And so he, like, he, there is no other truth, like, but in him. Like, there's no other book that has stood the test of time like the Bible. You know, it yeah. still remains true. Like, even, like, this many thousands of years, you know, so many things, like, I don't know, man. Again, I'm getting worked up. I need to, I need to calm down. So if you help me, <laughs> help me calm down. I think, um, honestly, when it comes to, like, knowing, like, what's true, it all comes down with, like, how well do you know God? Mm. Like, if you don't know god obviously you're easier to be persuaded into other things Mm. like and because i recently started reading hosea and um they they lack knowledge and god was like how are you gonna know me how are you gonna know what's true if you don't really know who i am Mm. you don't take the time to spend time with me and get to know me and build that relationship so when it comes to like the question like well how do you know if what they're saying is true there's always that book of life that mm. guides us and tells us, "Come on, this is what, whatever it says there is what's true." And and it stands the test of time. Like you you apply those things and you recognize, okay, it is true. Mm-hmm. You know, like those rules, like they um like you 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 test them and then you find out that oh like no like this is true, and I'll, and I'll say this as well. Like you you kind of shared some stuff. I'm gonna share some stuff. I'm gonna be like open and like a little vulnerable. I'll go as far as to say, like, just recently, within the past year, um, I wrestled with my faith. You know, I've been raised in the faith for, like, my whole life, you know. And so I got to a point last year just, like, with, you know, I don't know, just seeing how, like, easy people can manipulate the truth, information, and, like, just make it, like, appear to be, like, true or whatever. And so I'm just like, you know is everything that I believe a lie? Like how much mm-hmm. of it is true? How much of is it like I was just indoctrinated? How much of it is it like that it, like people are just manipulating me? I started to recognize how much like the the world is really like um, abstract. It's mm-hmm. not things that you can necessarily see. It's things that people have built, you know? And, and I was like, wait a minute. Like again, how much of it is my reality? Like a, a construct of people's other, other people's ideas, my parents and what they've told me. And so I wrestled with my faith. I was like, is God a lie? You know, like I've been, oh. I believed it. I believed it for so many years. But I was like, is this my faith or is this like my parents' faith? You know, and so I had to like, like go into the trenches. And I said, okay, like I'm tired of like wrestling with this and, and just feeling like, you know, I don't know what's like, what's real and what's not real. And so I had to like have an encounter with God. I had to like ask God. I was like, God, you know, like, like I need you to like, like show me. I need you to like, like only you know in my heart how you can tell me that God that you're real, mm-hmm. and I mean I, I'm gonna tell you this much. I talked to my friends about it, uh, real close friends about it, and they were all worried about me. They're like, no, like they were like, um, uh, they were decepcionados, disappointed. Mm-hmm. They were disappointed in like, me. Like wow, like you feel like that kind of thing. Yeah, they're like, I can't believe it. You know, like I guess because you know, they feel like um, that 
I don't know, almost like I let them down. Like, I can't believe it. We've always like saw you have like strong faith and, you know, you've pushed other people. But for me, it was very important to be vulnerable Mm -hmm. and to tell people, listen, I'm going through this and I feel this way. And people wanted to like convince me or like help me intellectually, but it wasn't going to happen intellectually. It had to be something like it had to be a personal experience Mm -hmm. like yours. And so for me, I had to ask God for a personal experience. And he didn't just give me one. He gave me a couple of them. I'm not going to share them, you know, but it's just like I was like, okay, like it had to be a personal experience. And like God, like showed himself to be like real to me. I'm like, okay, I can't deny him any longer. You know, this isn't no longer my parents faith. This is my faith now, you know. And so um, I think that's important, you know, like I know some people might say like that that's like, you know, that's almost like storytelling. Like, how do I know that's true? But I think, you know, it is true because you have to ask it for yourself. Yeah. You know, ask God, like, show yourself to me, you know, like prove yourself to me. Like, how do I know? Like, how do I have a relationship with you? But I think some people don't do it because they don't want to. They, mm-hmm. they don't want to have a relationship with God. It's more convenient not to have a relationship with God. I don't know. I don't know if you've encountered, have you ever, ever like encountered, like maybe having conversations with people and then you, you finally get to the point where you're just like, it just sounds like you don't want to believe in God. It's so obvious that, that there's a God. Well, I, I think I've had like a similar experience here where I also went to that through that kind of like, I want to say phase, but I felt like okay. God didn't exist. I, yeah. I like being honest, like I also felt like that. And like, you know, and because like, let's say like you're in a ministry and stuff, like I feel like it looks more bad. Like right. people look more like, down on you because like wow like you're yep. you know singing about god yeah, they raise you up on a pedestal yeah. right and then they, they look up to you like how could you be yeah, like going how could through you this? like not think that god is real right and it's like you don't truly know how that feels until you're in that position mm. where you question god's existence and for me it was just like reminding myself of everything that i've gone through and how god was able to get me mm, out of that exactly. because i knew that through my own will and strength i wouldn't be able to and it's just about recognizing that it's not through your own strengths. It's really not because we can't reach our salvation. We reach salvation because God has given Amen. us. Jesus died for us. Amen. But I think we fall into that tra- trap thinking like that we deserve it. Like we can earn God's love. We can earn God's grace, but we can't, you know, it's, it's always like, um, through God. Like he's the one that like paid the ultimate price. Yeah. Jesus paid the ultimate price for us. Um, and that's how like we are here today. But I, I think it's important. Like, like what you were saying, like, the way you do it is by reminding yourself like how God has come through to you. And it's funny, like some of my friends told me that. And, and I was like, at the time, like it, it was almost funny to me because there were moments in my life when I was younger where like, I was like, okay, yeah, this, there's no way like it, w- this wasn't God, but it's almost like you begin to have like amnesia. You begin to forget about forget. what God like has done for you. And it's crazy because sometimes he's come th- like through for you in such a like a big way where it's just like, how could you not live thankful the rest of your life? You know, how could you not just not only be thankful, but be like spreading the gospel, spreading like Mm -hmm. the good news and telling people, look, this is how good God is. Like, this is how he like, like, um, came through for me, you know? And people always like, I feel like they overcomplicate the gospel. Like, well, it's cause I don't know like how to talk about the Bible. I don't know how to like share the word. It's like, Man, you do it through your testimony. Mm. You, you tell people about like how he came through to you. You, you did it for your friend and you, you could see the connection that you made with her by like talking about your testimony. And so I think this is why this is important for us to like to talk about these things, for you to talk about the fact that you had those doubts. I'm sure a lot of people are, are going to look at this and be like, wait, she had Sophia had yeah. like doubts about like there being a, a yeah, God? Yeah, but it's it kind of like it's because may- maybe like I feel like I couldn't have these doubts because like you, I was raised like, oh, you're on the worship team. Mm. Oh, you preached. Oh, you serve here and here and here. And it's like when you serve, it's kind of like, like, why are you feeling like it kind of makes right. you think like, why are you feeling like that? Like God has given you this talent, but yet you still don't believe that God. Yeah. Exists. But but the reality is, is because we're human, you yeah. know, and again, this is why like I want to talk about it. And I'm glad we're talking about this, both of us. And we're both sharing the fact that we've gone through this because I'm sure other people are like, like feeling like they're the only ones yeah. that they're the only ones that are having these doubts, you know, and that are maybe confused. And, um, but it's like, no, like we all go through it because we're human, you know? And like, I think when we talk about these things, then we can like figure out how to like come out of these things, you know, because, um, 
before we know it, like we can find ourselves like in like deep, deep, like, um, just confusion and like just doubting everything, you know, our doubting our existence. Like who knows like how far like we can like, uh, fall into that, like that pit, you know? So I think again, this is why it's so important for us to, to share about it. Like, like this does happen. Like people begin to question, you know, again, their faith is God really even real, you know? Um, and especially again, when they haven't had like a, a personal like encounter, encounter with God, you know, um, but it's only through that. Like, I think once you have that personal encounter, but, but again, is it, do you want to have that encounter with yeah. God? You know, like if you don't let God and it's not going to happen. Yeah. I, and I think sometimes like, unfortunately people don't want to, cause like I was trying to say earlier, like it's not convenient. Like people want to like do what they want to do. Yeah. You know, they, they don't want to, um, you know, serve God, you know, and, and then yet have to experience more hardships. Like they think, I feel like a lot of like, new coming believers like have that misconception of like oh mm. when i accept jesus everything's gonna be fine but it's like the complete opposite like you're gonna mm. be tried more because the people who are already in the world it's like for the devil it's for them like long long right. long lost case and it's like when you come to god you think oh everything's gonna be like pretty nothing's gonna happen to me but it's the the enemy doesn't like to see like especially like young people because young mm. people are like i feel like now in this time are more like the voice because i feel like young the younger people now have more like courage to speak out just like they have courage to speak out about like 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 trans and all that just that topic like for me i'm like Ooh. <laughs> but like to to like the enemy it's like that's like an easy easy win for him but when it comes to christian it's harder and that's how we go through these hardships because it's a constant like spiritual warfare it's constantly happening yeah um for sure. I think the reason why is because I think life is hard in general. Right. But then when you add the fact that, like, again, you said earlier, like when you're young and you're trying to serve God, the enemy is going to come after you, mm -hmm. you know. Um, so life is already hard as it is. But then like the the enemy realizes that, like, you know, that you're trying to serve God is like he's going to like send more trials and send yeah. more like things your way and make it harder send temptations you know send because it's not always just trials sometimes it's temptations yeah you know and again like we're human and, and we have these you know desires we have these things um but it's like do you equip yourself do you prepare yourself mm -hmm. you know like how do you um combat those things you know like you have to be aware that they're coming you know and and guard yourself guard your heart you know so that you don't fall into those things um but it's, it's a very natural thing is I guess what I'm trying to say, like these thoughts come, you know, and, and the enemy has, is after us, you know, trying to confuse us, trying to, uh, convince us of other things, make us doubt, you know, cause again, we talked about it earlier, like how it just, you know, um, he, they, I guess the world or the enemy or whoever can literally make lies look like the truth. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I feel like the lies scream louder than the truth, you know, and, like we have to have bold and courageous people that are not willing, I mean, that are willing to, to stand up, you know, for what is yeah. true, for what is right and um, not be afraid. Cause I think that where they get us is like, they get us in our feelings. Mm -hmm. Here's our feelings. We don't want to offend people. Yeah. But the truth is, the truth is offensive. That's you know? true. And, and so like, that doesn't mean like you're, you gotta be mean about it, Yeah. but you can't like, if you're really someone's friend, you're going to tell them the truth. Yeah. You're going to tell them like, you know, how it really is. You're not going to lie to them. You're not going to lie to them. Yeah. Right. You're not going to be like, nah, yeah, that dress looks good on you. Like, But it does. <laughs> it's like, nah, like, you know, take that off, put something different on. Yeah. You know, like if they have like, I remember like, I'm going to just share this one last story real quick. I remember one time, like I went to school and I always drink a shake every morning before I go to school. And, um you know, whatever, I drank it, and I had, like, milk, like, whatever, <laughs> like, and, like, I, uh, I went into school, and, um, I think I, I had, like, first and second period, and then it wasn't until, like, third period, they called me into the, like, um, I don't know, like, the office or something, for, I don't even know what, um, but then the lady, the, the receptionist was, like, did you know you had, like, and I was, like, <laughs> no, what, and like, I looked at it, and I couldn't believe, because I was, like, I had a first, it's, like, nobody told me anything, my family didn't tell me, like, they don't love me. Like, they don't care about <laughs> me. You know, like, I, I'm sure it would have been awkward. But like, hey, bro, like, you got. Yeah. Because it was, it was awkward when she told me that. 
You're like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> but it was even more awkward, like, knowing, like, dang, like, I went through first and second period. And nobody said anything. And, like, yeah, like, I was walking around looking dumb, you know? Who knows? Like, the girl I had a crush on could have been, like, walking by <laughs> and I'm over there, like, looking dumb, you know? Um, so it's just, like, but so it's, like, you can't be afraid to be offensive, mm-hmm. you know, especially if, if what you're doing is you're trying to help people, Yeah. you know? If, if you're trying to be offensive or, or trying to be hurtful, that's an, another story. But if what you're trying to do is help people, then you can't worry about um, offending. Somebody. Yeah, offending, you know, because, again, sometimes, like, unfortunately, the truth hurts, mm-hmm. you know. But there's a graceful way to say it, you know, to talk about things. Um, so, yeah, I, I looked over at the time. I think we're about an hour. I don't know. Like, I think this is probably a good place, you know, to, to leave it. A lot of good knowledge, man. A lot of good stuff. Like, Sophia. <laughs> Always like true to Glory her name. To God. Always true to her name. So fire. She fire, man. Like <laughs> she came with it. And uh, <laughs> yeah, I appreciate you coming on here and doing this. Thank you for inviting me as well. For sure. Are you on a, you're on Instagram, right? Yeah. I always have people or do you not want people to follow you? Um, it's <laughs> a weird, it's, it's a weird name. <laughs> I'm embarrassed okay. to share it, but it's just my name with four A's at the end and a 21. Cause you fire. But <laughs> I didn't even think about it like that. <laughs> um, okay, so four A's you said? Yeah, Sophia. so basically Sophia with an F and then four additional A's. 21. All right, so make sure you follow her. Make sure you follow us on uh, YouTube, Spotify. We're on Apple Podcasts. We're everywhere. Um, and we're going to continue to make content like this. Hopefully you guys enjoyed. We'll see you guys next time. God bless. <laughs>